Good evening and welcome to the Coaches Show with Concordia University St. Paul head football coach Shannon Curry. A weekly inside look at Golden Bears football. Now let's join your host for the Coaches Show, Wally Langfellow. And this is the Coaches Show, Wally Langfellow, along with Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears head coach Shannon Courier. Well, Coach, uh, a difficult game for you guys last week against Bemidji State. Um, a game where you hung in there in the first half, down 13 to nothing at the half. Um, you did get a block extra point. So you had a little bit of defensive momentum. Um, and, and you played fairly well on the defensive side of the ball, but uh, things certainly changed, particularly in that fourth quarter and route to the uh, shutout defeat at Bemidji State. Um, in your view, uh, what things went wrong in that second half that just can't happen? Yeah, it's a tough one. We, we did play solid defense the first half. We were giving up some yards and some, um, some field position, but we kept them out of the end zone as 13-0. Um, the, the key thing is we got into the red zone this past week. We, we, you know, we didn't execute. We had a, a drop pass, uh, a wider screen, wide receiver screen that was called over the line of scrimmage. Uh, we had a fumble going into the end zone. Uh, we had a block kick in the a gap of our field goal protection. Um, we had, we had two turnovers on the day and, and we didn't produce any turnovers. And then in the fourth quarter, we, we went for it in our territory at one point on a fourth and four. And, and after that, um, you know, after we didn't uh, convert the first down, you know, that's when the floodgates kind of opened at that point. But it was really competitive up until then. And, uh, you know, they're a good team. They're number one offense in the league. And, uh, but obviously we don't believe we're, we're that much worse uh, than the score indicated. But anyway, um, we just had to regroup and, and keep going, keep fighting. What was the message at halftime? I was a little disappointed because I felt like we, as, as close as it was, I felt like we left a lot out there. We, I wanted to see us get off blocks, um, you know, better than we were. Just have more, you know, more passion and fire than what we seem to be playing with. We didn't convert a couple of key third downs that I thought we, we had opportunities to do. Um, you know, so I was trying just to create a little bit more emotion and um, more fire. Um, I just, sense that we were right there and it was within our reach and we could take the game if we stepped it up a little bit. Um, and then we just tried to uh, always regroup in regards to how we're going to attack the second half and, and, and on offense. Um, so just primarily to, hey, let's step up the energy and this game is right there for us to be taken and, and definitely just maintain the confidence and belief that, that we can win. Everybody can believe when things are going well. But even when you're down, you still have to have the strong belief that that we can get this done. What was the uh, travel itinerary? Did you guys go up Friday or did you go up Saturday morning for the afternoon game? How did that work out? Yeah, we typically when it's it's an um, afternoon game, we're going to go up the day before. Uh, hotel prices in Bemidji were unbelievable. Like there was a lot going on in Bemidji that weekend, and the hotel prices were at around three hundred dollars a room. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, to help our budget, we stayed in Park Rapids on Friday night. We got – we practiced. Typically, when we have road games, uh, we try to get our practice in here quickly just because of the field space and we have access to our scout players and things like that. Um, and then we got up there, had dinner meetings. Um, and then the next morning, we left Park Rapids at 9. We had a pregame meal in Bemidji at the Country Club at 10. Uh, within about 11.15, we arrived at the football facility and. 
And obviously we take the field just after one o'clock for the two, two o'clock matchup. So that it was smooth. Everything went well. And, um, up until, you know, we, we couldn't get, get the ball in the end zone. What things on offense, um, obviously you, you have to avoid the turnovers and you have to avoid the penalties, but, uh, are, 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 are there some things schematically that, um, that, that did not go your way that, that need to be improved going forward? You know, there always is. I mean, I think there's so many variables when, you know, when things go well, and when they don't. And one of the things that's, I guess, one of the advantages in life when things don't go as well, it really exposes all your blemishes. You know, you can, you can see the various things that have to be better. Um, as coaches, it starts there. You know, I call the plays, so I take responsibility. Um, so I got to look and see, are we putting our players in the best position to make plays? Um, you know, are we running, are we running things that we're really good at and comfortable with? We putting players in the right position. Are we getting the ball in the best players' hands and those things? It always starts there. And there's always ways to improve that. Uh, certainly when you watch the video after the fact, hindsight's 2020, and there's things that you always wish you could do more of or less of. Um, you know, we, we had a really good, uh, we had really good success running the ball from a double tight formation or inside zone. And we should have done that more. Um, you know, and they gave us some man coverage, which maybe we should have exploited, you know, more than we did as well. It, it's challenging because when you're running the ball well, you know, if you take shots down the field, which you need to do, yet when you don't convert those, you know, you're sitting there with, you know, from first and 10 now to second and 10. Right. Um, so it's, you know, that's the dilemma you find yourself as a play caller in is, hey, when do you take the shots? Um, you know, do you play the percentages? Do you? you know, yeah, take all that stuff into consideration. And I think we do need to be more aggressive and we need to open it up more um, to give ourselves a chance to score. We're also trying to run clock time down and slow the pace of the game because they had the real explosive offense, you know, so all those things kind of go into it. Uh, but certainly uh, there's, there's better execution that we can have. Um, and we can do definitely a better job, putting players in better position, make plays. Uh, we got to really try to, you know, get our core back on the edge with more sprint out, more play action. That's what he's really good at. Um, you know, so we're going to continue to find ways you know, to put our core back in a spot where he can have more success. Defensively, um, as you mentioned, you guys play fairly well, particularly in the first half, allowing uh, just the 13 points and 13 nothing at halftime. I mean, that's, you know, that certainly is a, a, a gettable deficit to overcome. Um <clears throat> How did you approach that game defensively? Did you were you able to succeed with some of the defensive plans you had, or uh, did things uh, you know just deteriorate once you fell behind? No, I think when when things when at some point in the game, you know, when the deficit's a certain amount, you know, it gets tougher to to believe, and the all, all the momentum shifts from from your sideline to theirs. Uh, but early in the game, we just didn't get off blocks well enough. You know, they're running the ball fairly well. Um, we weren't, I don't think we played a lot of confidence in the secondary. Um, you know, there was, there were some throws that were too easy. They ran a lot of wheel routes, which we were definitely prepared for, but we didn't cover them as well as we needed to like, like we worked on all week in practice. And, uh, you know, so we, we have some young guys out there too. And, uh, unfortunately one of our linebackers broke his ankle in the game. Um, you know, so when you, when you have younger players, some of that comes with it. You know, we have a true freshman at corner. Uh, and another freshman corner playing and, you know, some other guys. We certainly have a veteran, Rhett Sheehan, back there. Fortunately, he's like a coach on the field. Uh, but, but it's again, it's a combination of, of their talent, um, 
our lack of execution and, uh, you know, that momentum kind of switching, you know, the offense needs, you know, needs to do its part to create that confidence and keep the game close and score points. And, you know, so hey, we got to get the job done on offense too, to help, help our defense. And, you know, the first uh, drive, we, we pinned them inside the 20 on a great coverage of the kick. Uh, and then, you know, they proceeded to drive down to our 10 yard line where we shut them out on downs, which is great, but, you know, we're at the 10 yard line and we have long ways to go to score. So it's, 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 it's all kind of comes together. You know, the, the special teams has to function. We got to be better there. Uh, defensively, we need to produce more turnovers for sure uh, to create some, you know, better, better field position. And then offensively, we got to put the ball in the end zone when we get down in the score zone. Yeah. All right. Um, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to a couple of your players, uh, long snapper Peyton Inns and uh, offensive lineman Elliot Wolf. They're coming up next. This is the Coaches Show with Concordia St. Paul head football coach Shannon Courier. More on the Coaches Show after this timeout. Stay with us. Gold Bear fans, did you know that this Coaches Show, along with our CSP Bears podcast, is available to subscribe in iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio? The CSP Bears podcast is a new way to get people behind the scenes in Concordia Athletics and is generally available on Thursday afternoons. And the Coaches Show will be available on the pod late Friday evening or early Saturday morning. Just search CSP Bears for our weekly podcast and Coaches Show. We're listening to The Coach's Show with Golden Bears head football coach, Shannon Currier. And The Coach's Show continues. Wally Langfellow joined now by a couple of uh, Coach Currier's players. We're joined by Peyton Inns. He is a freshman long snapper and sophomore offensive lineman, Elliot Wolf. We'll start with you, Elliot. Um, I know you guys want to be able to run the ball, control the clock, that type of thing. What are some of the things that uh, need to get better for uh, for your club uh, to get that running game to where uh, coach would like to see it? Um, yeah, you know, I would say uh, throughout the year we we ran the ball pretty well, but not exactly where we wanted to be. Um, you know, I think we just gotta um, break down the the defense in front of us a little bit more, understand a little bit better where where we need to get our best guys on, you know, in positions that they can make a play. And have you seen progress? I mean, you know, this is uh, technically your sophomore year here. Have you seen progress? Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely had progress. You know, I I would say compared to the first game, the game we just played, you know, we're, we're able to draw up different, you know, same plays that we're running, but different schemes on how we can get guys in the best position that we can get them in to make a play. And this is always a, a, a question that offensive linemen like to answer. Um, I would assume you prefer run blocking over pass blocking or not necessarily. Uh, yes, I, I do prefer <laughs> run blocking over pass blocking. <laughs> you like to be a road grader as opposed to being on the defense, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's usually how it goes. Um, Peyton, um, freshman long snapper. Uh, how did how did this uh, come about? How did you become a long snapper? What 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 started all that? Yeah, um, so it kind of all started when I was in eighth grade. Like me and my dad were both kind of like talking and we we're learning about different positions. You know, my goal was to play college ball at the next level for sure. And then so 
because of my size mostly, I kind of just was like, oh, there's different, I may not be like the perfect fit for all these different positions I was playing as in high school. So then we kind of did some searching and then we found some like Rubio long snapping and we're like, oh, this is interesting. And we saw a few films and we're like, oh, this would be a perfect opportunity for me to, you know, achieve and like keep working at it and like possibly work to the next level. So guys that are long snappers, and I remember playing in high school, we actually had a guy who was our quarterback was a long snapper because he was so good with the football and was able to pinpoint that pinpoint the football back to the punter. How much of that goes into that being able to make sure that literally it's, it's an underhand pass, but how much of that goes into that being able to, to perfect that? Yeah, it, it really takes a lot of hard work because you got to really make sure you are like mechanically like sound and set in it because your form is really a big deal. And you, know, you got to make sure you like there's really specific like release point, like the way you hold the ball, you know, the way you like use your legs because it's a lot of legs. And then you got to make sure you like the way you release, you got to make sure you flick and stuff all the way through and then like make sure you use your whole body most of the time. Yeah. Elliot, back to you. Um... You guys haven't got a win yet. How is that playing in the locker room? Are, are you guys able to keep the, uh, you know, keep the the energy going despite the fact that you haven't got a, a W yet? Yeah, I would I would say that we we've been able to keep our you know our morale and our energy up you know compared to last year. You know, I mean, we we've had some some signs of success. You know, we've had some signs of improvement. We just gotta you know put it all together and then we can get that dub. Uh, Peyton, special teams is a critical part of, uh, you know, winning football games. It's one-third, one-third, and one-third. Do you feel like um, uh, the Golden Bears, and, and you guys spend enough time and, and, and have enough emphasis on special teams? Yes, absolutely. And, and how is that? I mean, it, it, did, did, what kind of practice regimen is there – that makes you feel uh, good about the time you guys spend with special teams? Yeah. So we usually go, uh, so we split up in periods. So we usually go like two periods each about 10 minutes. And then we usually on like different subjects of special teams. So we usually emphasize a lot on like kickoff, kick return, and we'll go different uh, sections there and we'll go like scout this, scout that. So then we'll really emphasize working on that and making it a big deal we know how like important special teams is to our team and how it wins games so we really work on that and emphasizing like perfection on that so we can like aim the goal and tell me about your punter parker dolman do you guys work together it, it, is it, do you guys spend a lot of time together um you know on the side or whenever you can yeah and, and how, how how is that relationship Oh, it's great. It's great. You know, we, uh, we work together and we make sure like we know each other's like, uh, preferences on like, for me, I asked him like where he wants the ball and stuff. And then he like asked me like how, like how well, um, was it like, usually we just work together. Great relationship. You know, we make sure we know each other's understanding what we like to see. And yeah, he's great. Um, Elliot, what um, what have you seen on film that you guys know that you're going to have to and, and need to exploit this week out of uh, UMD in order to be successful on offense? Um, 
Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need to at least run for 175 yards. You know, they they got the the number one defense in the conference right now, rush and pass. You know, we just gotta play to our strength and be able to run the ball how we know we can. Yeah, and do you feel like um, the running game is going to be key to winning? I mean, it, it certainly ball control is huge, no matter what level, whether it's high yep. school, college, pro. You got to control the football, right? Yeah. What um, um, and what what are the what are their running backs look like? Our running backs? No, the. Um, I, I'm sorry. The uh, what? Yeah. What are your running backs doing well that that you you you'd like to run the football? Um, I, I would say what our running backs have been really been working hard on this week is letting you know we we changed up how I said earlier we changed up our scheme on how we're blocking some things to get guys in the best position they can be and they're they're allowing us they're 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 reading our blocks better this week and allowing us to get to uh, the guy we need to get to so that they, they can have successful day as well well guys uh we wish you good luck on saturday against umd and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you about a uh about a golden bears win after this saturday's uh, game yep yep thank you yeah thank you all right there are peyton ends and elliot wolf right here on the coaches show back with coach courier and more after this timeout stay with us make sure you download our new CSP Bears game day app in the App Store or Google Play Store. The free app helps you follow our football team and any of our other teams on campus. Simply search for CSP Bears, download the app, and select your favorite Golden Bears team to get notifications tailored to your settings. The app also allows you to get live stats and easy access to watch and listen to our games live right in the app. Search CSP Bears in the App Store today. Now back to the Coaches Show with Wally Langfellow and Golden Bears head football coach Shannon Courier. And the Coaches Show continues with Shannon Courier, head football coach of the Golden Bears of Concordia St. Paul. All right, Coach, um, this weekend it is UMD, Minnesota Duluth, 4-2 and two on the season. Uh, another uh, North Division game for you. Uh, let's start with the Duluth offense. Uh, what do they do best, and what are you going to have to deal with on Saturday at noon at Seafoam Stadium? Uh, UMD is a very physical team that runs the football very well. Uh, they're averaging about 160 yards rushing per game, and they have a really a plethora of uh, tight ends, you know, big, long kids that they use to line up in various formations. You know, sometimes teams put tight ends in the game, and they're, they're going to be in more condensed formations uh, attaching tight ends and wings. Uh, but these guys will put four tight ends in the game, and that might be one of them at tailback. They have a real special player, uh, OJ, uh, his last name. And, um, you know, he might be a tailback, and guys might be in a three-by-one, you know, detached formation. So it's really multiple with, with their personnel groups, which makes it hard to defend because many of your def defensive calls are based on what's the personnel group going in the game. Uh, but when a team can take that same personnel group and line up in different ways, it just poses challenges to the defense. But ultimately, we got to stop the run. They have they play a couple different quarterbacks. One's a running quarterback, and he's a physical runner. We need to uh, shut him down and um, just really contain the run and, and keep us get us to some favorable third and long situations. Defensively, um, uh, I should say, uh, <clears throat> offensively, what are you going to uh, try to uh, exploit? And, and make things happen for your offense against their defense? 
they play a lot of man coverage, so we need to create some big plays, you know, to score points. They're number one in the league right now in defense, averaging, uh, giving up uh, 2.7 yards a rush. And I think they're first in pass defense as well. So we, we have a challenge, certainly, but hey, we're at home. And, uh, you know, our guys continue to work hard, and we're just finding formations where we can gain leverage in our run game. we got to keep feeding the ball to our running backs um, as best we can. And um, I think we have some receivers that are, that are going to do some things that maybe we haven't seen yet this year. We need to uh, take more shots down the field, uh, more play action, um, and just, I guess, uh, open up our formations and spread that defense out and 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 get them running sideline to sideline. And, and I think with, with that being said, we can move the football and I'll get the ball in the end zone this weekend. Uh, obviously, didn't score last week. It's the first time since 2016 uh, that you guys are shut out. But um, you still got another 100-yard total yard yardage game out of Jalen Richardson. Um, tell me a little bit about him and what he does best. He's a real special back because he's he's that back that can do all of it. He can block, you know, in pass protection or even when he's a lead blocker on, on run game. You know, he's going to block and then – just extremely athletic, uh, the combination of size and and speed and athleticism to change directions. Uh, you know, last year he was effective for us as well, but this year he's running um, downhill much more. Like he's hitting a hole uh, much more explosively, and uh, he's breaking tackles. And like last week, the first play of the game was a 14-yard run. Um, so he's he's really running well, and we're trying to get him the ball as much as we can. We're not getting it to him enough, obviously. Um, but that's why we got to convert first down so we have more plays and we can, you know, get some of these guys the ball more frequently. Um, but he's he's playing really well. We just got to keep the ball high and tight and secure it. Um, and, and he's the guy we got to f- keep feeding in different ways and get him get him in a group. Uh, a noon start this week. Um, I know having having uh, watched your teams over the years that you like that noon start. Uh, can you use that to your advantage? Always, you know, we always try to um, find different ways to use the home field advantage. The home field is a big advantage in our league, like it is in, at every level. Um, our players, you know, seem to play with more confidence and there's more energy in the stadium when you have your home crowd here. And, you know, when we travel, we travel 58 players, but we have 130 on the, on the team. So there's a lot of energy that those other players bring on the sidelines during home games. So we need to create that energy and excitement. Um, you know, build on momentum that we can establish early with with plays that are in our favor. Uh, but the noon start is is beneficial because I think it puts you know the opposing team kind of in a quandary in terms of what time they're going to get up, uh, they're going to drive here day of, um, you know, those sort of questions they got to answer. And then at the same time, it's it's nice for uh, the families in our program to have time after the game to spend time with their sons uh, because the game ends at three and there's still much of the day left. Uh, so it's 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 just a lot of benefits, of course. And then the evening games, they'll bring a lot of energy as well. So there's benefits of night games. Uh, so it appears to me if you don't play at night, you might as well play at noon. And um, we don't have to sit around all day waiting for the, the fun to begin. It gets going a little bit earlier. So uh, we like the noon start here at Concordia. Um, finally, um, with a home game, it gives you an opportunity and your staff to uh, spend Friday night watching high school football, I assume. Is, is that happening? Absolutely. Uh, Friday nights, we like to go out and watch uh, prospective student-athletes play. In fact, there's games tonight here this week, uh, th- Thursday night and Friday night. 
Um, and there's always recruiting is an everyday thing. And that's something we got to keep doing. And every home game, we have 25 to 40, you know, student athletes coming to visit and watch the game. So it's, it's been a, a real, uh, we've had good teams here every, every week we played at home. So we've, we've had really good uh, recruiting visits. Uh, the games have been really tight and competitive and that's been fun to, to be a part of as well for the recruits. And, and I think we can show them, Hey, we're, we're just a guy here or there away from, you know, winning some of these games and, and in recruiting, that's what you need to do is show those young men that, Hey, this, that that's you there that can make the difference. Um, and, and I think it's always fun for, for a player to go someplace where they can be the difference and be part of a turnaround, which we're trying to get done at Concordia. All right. Um, last question for you. Um, how do you keep the guys focused um, without a, without a, a number in that win column so far? It's definitely a challenge. You know, I, I ask myself every week, um, you know, what's our message this week? Cause you certainly don't want to say the same thing. And um, you know, you want to be credible with your messaging. And this week we re- really focus on one more um, Ed Milet, you know, he's a podcaster out there and has some good messaging and wisdom. But, you know, if we have a mindset in life of if I do one more thing, you know, I can that mentality can take me to another level. When we do the same thing as somebody else, we're, we're just the same. We're just average. We're meeting the expectation. But we try to we challenge all our players to have one more thing they could do. And it's been pretty cool to see the difference, uh, you know, the different things that guys are putting into play, you know, from. Uh, Hey, I'm going to make sure that I get my 4,200 calories in daily from one of my freshman quarterbacks who's trying to gain weight. Uh, to I'm going to meet with one more teammate daily. Um, you know, so everybody has some unique things. My one thing is I, I want to meet with two players on a daily basis. You know, in more of a one-on-one setting where I can connect with them better. Um, you know, so I guess we've all tried to step up what we're doing. And, and, and just believe that by continuing to do more and keep grinding through the process that we'll find ourselves in the, in the wind calm soon. Well, hopefully that happens this weekend, Coach. Good luck against UMD, and we will uh, talk to you again next week. I appreciate your time, and I look forward to having a conversation after victory as well. Thank you so much. All right. He is head coach Shannon Courier of the Golden Bears of Concordia, St. Paul. I'm Wally Langfellow. You have been listening to The Coaches Show. Be sure to join us again next week at this same time. Until then, have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to The Coaches Show with Concordia University's St. Paul head football coach, Shannon Courier. Be sure to tune in each week throughout the season as we review and preview Golden Bears football right here on Minnesota Score Radio. We'll see you next time.